Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Mick Clifford uh, is writing in The Examiner today about the the concept of public service broadcasting and, and where it stands uh, as a result of all of this or where we might see its future as a result of all of this. Mick, maybe I'd open by asking you a question which you might think I was going to ask you. What's your view of what is public service broadcasting? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, what's my view of public service broadcasting? I suppose... It's that element of broadcasting that is deemed required in a democracy in order that the public are fully informed. Uh, and you can, that is true, for example, news, true current affairs, true issues like drama, because drama does t- tackle societal issues. And you could argue whether sport are, comes into that or not. But the thing is, in this country, Public service broadcasting and RTE as, as the broadcaster has developed as a different model, PJ, possibly or probably because of the size of the country in that it would be difficult enough to sustain a private, uh, a, a, a public service element mm. without having the, the commercial side attached. Also, for instance, in the likes of the USA, you have public service radio mm-hmm. that does excellent work, but then that country has hundreds and maybe thousands of radio stations commercial radio stations but i suppose it's the model that's here and and that type of thing you know mm. that we, we we must have news and we need a reliable source of news that we can go to and say right it's six o'clock it's nine o'clock let's catch up on what's happening in the country now one would argue virgin media does that very well yeah. on television too but RTE has traditionally been the go-to, a bit like BBC in the UK. Very much so. Now, the only difference with the UK, of course, is, again, you have a much bigger population, much bigger market, so you have room for the likes of Sky, for the likes of Channel 4 and ITV and those. But at the same time, you know, I would argue, I agree with it, I I believe there's a role for public service broadcasting that it is required uh, in in any democracy. But um, the issues are, in, in this case, would appear to have very little to do with public service broadcasting, in fact, nothing, and have more to do with the commercial element of mm. the RTE. And you know, it would strike me. I think one of the one of the things to come out yesterday in the meeting, and I forget who it was answered. I think it was um, Shuan Nirala, the, the, the chairperson, chair. yeah. that um, 
that RTE, in terms of negotiating contracts with their top broadcasters, were effectively bidding against themselves. Yeah. Now, that's a ludicrous situation, and it is also fairly accurate, because the reason that was put forward for a lot of these very high salaries was that if they're not paid, they'll go elsewhere. Well, that doesn't stand up to any kind of scrutiny in terms of the market yeah. in the country. I was thinking about that, too, when I heard that comment make. And look... I've spoken in the past week about the concept of having an agent and how much you're worth. And Ryan Tuberty on any given day, or let's choose any other name represented by Noel Kelly, you're worth what Noel Kelly can get for you and no more. You're worth what Noel Kelly can extract for you. That's his job. He does it very well. He gets very highly paid for it by the people that he serves. But the idea of bidding, like, if... If he goes into RTE and says, well, Mr. Tuberty is quite happy to sign another five-year contract, but he wants 450000 if he or 550000 if he doesn't get it, where is he going to go? Exactly. That's the thing. That's exactly the point. If he jumps that, across the road exactly to News point, Talk, they won't have that money for him. No, they won't. And look, look at it another way. The very obvious example of what did happen. Pat Kenny probably the foremost broadcaster of the last 20 or 30 years in the country, um, Pat decided uh, he was going to leave. He'd get a better number in Newstock and fair play to him like anybody. He's absolutely right to do whatever's best for himself in that position. Now, he did leave. He he, he boosted Newstock's figures somewhat, no question about that. I, I, I haven't a clue whether it's considered a success in that regard or not. But Sean O'Rourke stepped into his slot there and RTE didn't lose many listeners. So, I mean, this notion, and, and that's one broadcaster, remember. So this notion that if you have four or five of the top broadcasters and, and a, a scenario can be presented to RTE that if they don't pay up, and most of these broadcasters are represented by the same agent, if they don't pay up, they're all going to flee. The, the fault doesn't lie with the broadcasters who want to, the, to, to get the best they can. Absolutely not. Everybody does that. The fault does not lie with the agent who's doing that on their behalf. The fault lies with those who accept the scenario that if they don't pay these huge sums, these broadcasters will mm. all en masse clear off and deplete RT to such an extent that the station won't have anywhere near the, the listenership it has. And, you know, it doesn't and, 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 the thing. and it's quite amazing. And I have to say, PJ, I think a lot of this goes back to, and we're talking 30 years, to the days of Gayburn. Gayburn was an exceptional individual. He was one of a kind. He came along at a particular time in the evolution of society and in the evolution of broadcasting in this country, and he had particular talents that were pretty unique. Now, the kind of situation that they're talking about with their top broadcasters, one could well imagine that in Gabe Burns' day that would have pertained in relation to him as a unique individual. And ironically, claimed, and, and not just claimed, I think it's true that he was underpaid at time, but one could understand that, that scenario. Those days are long gone. There is no monolithic culture whereby one individual is necessary for, for, for the listenership or whatever of the whole country. Those days are long, long gone, and yet it would seem in RT that type of a scenario is inbuilt into the culture and management, and it makes absolutely no sense. Mm. And this idea, I w- you'd wonder how tough the negotiators are 
within Montrose. I know by reputation, I've only met the man a couple of times and spent maybe 15 minutes in his company in my entire life. But Noel Kelly has a reputation as a phenomenal negotiator. You'd wonder who faces him across a table and says, well, Noel, where's he going to go, pal? Where's he going to go? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, well, you'd I wonder. Mean, you're to that. Yeah, well, the element to that, PJ, is, you know, kind of organizational behavior and, you know, I've come across it in other big institutions whereby those at the very top, one of the guiding lights is that no scandal, no big issue occurs during their tenure that they will be remembered for in any way. I mean, for example, I've come across that in, in, in institutions like the guards. Now, you take RTE. If you have a situation with those at the top management, have this mentality that the, the top broadcasters are such stars, and they say to themselves, well, I'm not going to be the one who was remembered as having lost Ryan Tuberty. Well, in that scenario, it's public money they're dealing with. It's not yes. out of their own pocket. There is no bottom line in terms of, of a commercial company whose bottom line is to make as much profit as possible. And does that feed in to the idea of... of 
giving Noel Kelly or whomever what they want in this regard because from my understanding and talking to a lot of people Mr. Kelly has nowhere near the same power influence when he's dealing with uh, institutions like uh, Virgin Media or News Talk or, or, or whomever you know mm. Let's talk about the money uh, Mick because it, it, it would appear at this stage that the what alerted the auditors to say come here what's this what alerted them was these 75,000 euro payments that were floating around between here and UK labelled as consultancy fees. Now, you're an investigative journalist. You love digging into the money trail. Like, what's, what's your view of what was going on there? Clearly, it wasn't illegal, but it was distasteful at least. It was. Well, what strikes me is what was going on there is that Ryan Tuberty had a separate arrangement and perfectly entitled to do so with Renault, uh, and, and, and this had been negotiated to the extent, as I understand it, that he would make three public appearances per yeah. annum for Renault, Renault obviously being the sponsor of the Late Late Show, and that Renault would pay him accordingly. And getting 25 grand a pop for each of these appearances must be a great work if you can get it. Indeed. As they say. <laughs> but when they pulled out, RTE underwrote it. Exactly. And this is the crucial element. Now, as I understand it, RT underwrote it before they pulled out. Yeah. So even how do you have a scenario whereby a broadcaster in that situation says, if the commercial partner will not pay this money, we will pay it. I, 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 I'm just amazed that such a thing was negotiated. That's one element. The second element is this. One of the main reasons that I understand it that Renault pulled out was because 2020, as we all know, baboom, we're hit with a pandemic. Public appearances, like mm -hmm. everything else, oh, are up the window. Off. There is no oh, public to appear before. Mm -hmm. yeah. And therefore, you know, they're not going to be paying out money for something that doesn't happen. No. What I can't understand on top of everything else, that is that situation, either RT did not go to Noel Kelly or Ryan Tuberty and say, listen, I know we underwrote this. You see why Renov pulled out. Look at the state of the of, of our place, of every place. The, play, the, the, the society, com commercial activity has gone into deep freeze. Could we back off on this money? RT quite obviously didn't say that. Ryan Tuberty, and who knows the, the extent to which he was clued into what was being negotiated on his app, or Mr. Kelly didn't say, look, we'll forego that under the circumstances, pandemic, etc., etc." That's the other element that, and again, there's nothing illegal, absolutely nothing no. illegal in what was done. It's tasteful, though. About, it is. You have to wonder about the morality of that, to be yeah. perfectly frank about the whole thing. The idea as well, uh, Mick, that only D Forbes knew. I don't buy it for a split second, do you? No. Um... And, and even the way the RT statement was phrased, she was the only person in a position to understand. Now, there isn't a lot of understanding involved in the whole thing, PJ. You know, the impression that was given yesterday was one person knew a bit of this and another knew a bit of that, but only D Forbes knew the whole thing. That's nonsense. I have to say, what, what, what probably does ring is what Shuni Riala said. And to be fair to her, she is very new as the chair and she has come into a culture. I don't think anybody could accuse her of creating a culture. She's come into a culture. But this idea that if the DG says it's happening, you don't ask questions and you go ahead with it. That may be true, but from a, from a, a, a point of view of responsibility, it's an entire cop-out. 
in any kind of an organization that no you have a culture of nobody questioning anything you know i mean for example if we're talking about a business and one person one man or woman that created the business and they were head of the business themselves now you could understand the scenario whereby somebody of high unbelievable ability to create all this that those around them wouldn't question his or her decisions that's not what was going on here. The DG is a person who comes in, does a job. They, it ain't rocket science, mm. you know. You need a, a brain about you, but the notion that whatever that DG did wasn't questioned, I mean, that's a, a, a ludicrous culture, I think, in a situation like that. And here's the bit that clinches it for me, Mick, and I'll leave you with this and see what you think. This 75,000 was moved around so carefully as to have a saying today, it's distasteful, but it wasn't illegal. Now, there's no one going to tell me that there wasn't at least one phone call from Office A to Office B going, come here, we're going to, come, we're going to do this. We're going to give him that 75,000. Here's how we're going to do it. Is our arse out the window if we do that? No one's going to convince me there wasn't a conversation of that nature. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's that you, you, you could be fairly accurate in that, PJ. Or the alternative being somebody sees it and they look away. And that looking away is, uh, you're not off the hook for looking away. You're in that position. You have duties and responsibilities in that position. If you do nothing and you just look away and pretend you don't know, you have as much responsibility as if you picked up the phone. Mick, thank you. Mick Clifford, Irish examiner, investigative reporter and columnist. And I'm thinking more and more over the last 24 hours, and I watched elements of that hearing yesterday, and I'll watch the other one today. I'm thinking more and more of the good people that I know in RTE, uh, great people working down there in the radio centre, the Cork radio centre, down there by the Keys, people have been in and out over the years and know them and people who would have worked here and other independent sector and then would have gone in there. I think of those people, I think if, and I, I will name check one, I think of my pal that I've known for many years, Jerry Reynolds, uh, works down there. I feel cross for them. And when I looked at the protest and the pictures of the protest, one guy I noticed, for example, you'd never know him unless you'd been in the studio for the, the Today Show. And I look at him. They're, those people have been stiffed. They've been stiffed by this. They've been told there's no money for the coffee machine. They've been told there's no money, just work off that one litre of milk for the day. There's no money for another one. They've been told all this nonsense. And then this crap was floating around upstairs for the sake of one guy and keeping him on the books. Those good people, and there were many of them, and I know them, and I would salute them as I'm passing the building. They've been stiffed. And I feel bad for them. Corks 96 FM.